0: Many real estate agents across Australia confidently refer Property Insurance Plus to their clients as they recognise the price and benefit value of their policy combined with the client-focused service they deliver. They offer a comprehensive building and landlord insurance facility and have formed a powerhouse to present the very best in investment property insurance. Contact PIP today to find out more. Welcome to the PM Collective podcast and we have the lovely Michelle Rigg uh, from Rent West with us today. Michelle, thanks for jumping on again. No, I'm loving these podcasts, Ash. Thanks for having me. <laughs> becoming an expert, you are. <laughs> we are going to have a discussion today about conflict resolution, and this came on board from a book that you kindly gifted me. Um, I won't look into the title too much, um, but it's called Why Are We Yelling and the Art of Productive Disagreement? Yes,
1: that's one of my favourite books to the point that I was having storytelling sessions with my team last year when I was reading it. <laughs> Uh, and it was a real game changer on that, you know, argument and it really just shows that and, and I hate that word conflict now. I don't want to use that word conflict because, it, yeah, there's, it escalates and it gets into that real horrible part, but that's really probably, uh, let's, let's say it's less than 2% really. Conflict is when people are just challenging us or they just don't agree with us and we just don't like it really. But that whole book changed my perspective because it really talked about just stopping and just acknowledging that your perspective of life may be different to the other person's perspective. So, and it is about taking that time to ask questions and ask open questions about why they are saying those things to you, why they don't agree with you. And I think that's where we get property managers get wound up, and the final bonds get nasty and horrible and, and stuff like that because we actually they're not we take it personally, and they're not having a go at all. They're saying is that I don't agree with you. Sometimes they're not so nice when they do it. Fair enough. And, you you know, you need to put boundaries in and and control people in that manner. But I think we
0: need to really stop and, and just allow people to explain why they're saying those things. And I, um, I've only just started the book, and I, um, one thing that I've, I've started seeing is that it talks about is someone disagreeing with you because that's like a belief, um, and they've been brought up, you know, to understand that, that their truth, or is it a factual thing? Do they need facts before they make a decision? And that's, I mean, property managers really, if you just use facts, we should be able to. Sort out ninety nine percent of the problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it, it is also acknowledging. I mean, you know, it, the owners. It's not only tenants, owners where there's that dot on the carpet. Not going where, but once they've seen it, they can never ever unsee it. And it's trying to understand from their perspective why that is having such an impact on them, and and then taking having the courage to then have the frank conversation and say, well, you know, how are we going to fix this? Then how are we going to get it so that it's it's ex- acceptable for you because the way the courts go they're not going to award you all the carpet so it's having those courage to have those assertive conversations so yeah
0: yeah just reminded me of one we had recently we had a house um townhouse burnt down and the owner so from our perspective the the owner was you know it was all covered under insurance through the strata and the the content They were going to get somewhat a brand new townhouse Mm. so i was looking at the positives of it in what was an original condition townhouse but the reason why the landlord was so sensitive and just completely made our property manager's life hell over it was because she had recently inherited the property from her mum that just passed away oh. and what we hadn't realized was that the curtains that had burnt down um had burnt were actually she said to us my mum had chosen those curtains 30 years ago mm. and you know we we needed to sort of understand why she was being so sensitive about it because in my head I'm thinking they lace of 20 year old 20-year-old curtains. You're about to get a brand-new set. Mm. And that wasn't important to her. So yeah. when we found that out, we realised that there was no amount of money mm. that could have been compensated for that. Yep. must be the thing with buyers because we, <laughs> we had a thing uh, where it was Christmas
1: Day, sadly, that a, a battery of one of the cycle things caught fire and the tenants were out. And we, everything was in queue, running to plan, and this owner was just so irate, so difficult to deal with. And and it's six months, so we've only just got the apartment finished now. Uh, and I think in May it was that she finally admitted that the reason why she was so upset was because she was just about to buy another place and she needed to have that one valued. So it is, you know, just trying to take a step back and understand why is this having such an impact on you? Can I understand better? Because then I might we might be able to work forward. But I, I don't think a lot of people have the courage to have to say those things to people, saying, Look, I can clearly see this is upsetting you. I need to understand why, so that then I can
0: work more to a solution. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I guess that, that comes into the whole um, philosophy that I follow is that problems aren't going to go away and we just need to get better at handling them. And I live by that motto. It's that
1: solution focused mindset rather than the problem focus. When you're problem focused, all you do is wallow in the problem. And that not only does that generate negativity and, and is not good for you. But it's that solution focus. And you know what? Sometimes we actually don't know what the answer is. And part of the solution is saying you don't know. And it's actually okay for that. And it's okay for you to admit that you're wrong as well, that, you, you know, on your investigations and your travel, that you've actually, actually found out what you said before was actually not right. Owning up to those things and being honest about that Instill so much trust and respect from both tenants, and owners, and, any, and even your colleagues, rather than sort of like trying to sweep it under the car,
0: under the carpet, so to speak, and just pretend that you never said that and you're just carrying on now, you know? Yeah, and we we get so many situations where and where we don't know the answer. I mean, every I'm I've been doing property management for twenty odd years, and I still don't know the answer to everything. What would you encourage your staff? Um, to say to a client if they are unsure of the answer like what would be an appropriate script to use
1: I think along along the lines of saying that
0: we've we've done a b c d we've
1: spoken to this contractor and that we've looked at it I've discussed it with my colleagues and really like we've come up with it might have been this but then we've investigated further and it hasn't been we really are baffled and maybe in your uh, you know did you live in the property you know that history about the owner themselves and even in their experiences, have you ever seen anything like it, you know? But we, we, you have to come up with some solution, though. You have to have a plan to say, I think the next step is, might, might be getting a building inspector, depending what it is. You know, there's so many mould issues with all this rain we're having. It might be we need the, the Mr Mould or whoever in to investigate what's happening because we actually have no idea. Yeah. And we've got a weird one right now where there's mould right in the middle of the bedroom. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> On the carpet.
0: In one, in one spot. <laughs> yep. We had. (laughs) Yep. I'm waiting for the report. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That'll be interesting one. Um, and the um the yeah the thing that i would sort of say to our clients and i encourage like all my property managers to remember is that we are not plumbers we are not electricians we are not building experts we if we we can give an opinion of what we think is wrong but if either party doesn't agree with that opinion the answer is listen let's get an expert out to do a report And go by that. And I think that's a good way of dealing with conflict when it comes to um, tenant bonds sometimes. Like um, if there's, we had one where there was like a crack in the basin and, and, you know, the tenant claims that they didn't crack it and then someone else says they did. So I would say, listen, let's get an expert out there to actually see what they think is the result of that and we'll go by their decision.
1: I think you're right. I think we take too much of the responsibilities on ourselves to make the decisions. One thing we do have should remember though is that if we're asking a contractor to do a report, it's a paid job because it's easy for them to quote and look at something and say, oh, we just need to do this. But if you're asking them to actually investigate the cause, that's a paid job. We also don't take um, uh, advantage of the insurance companies as much as we should because anything that is an insurance claim, we should lodge the claim and let the insurance company determine whether it's insurable or not. A lot of time we're making those decisions ourselves and we're We're actually not qualified insurance assessors, and you're right, we're not qualified plumbers in that. I think there is a level of experience that needs to come through because you can't just say, I'm not that person. You know, you're in property management. It does depend on how many years you've been in there. But that's where you've got to take responsibility to learn basic stuff. As you go through property management, you learn by experiences. So knowledge gives you the courage to be assertive, you know, so that knowledge and understanding of the general what's going on, and the ability to say, be quite assertive in saying, this is really weird, never seen it before, but this is the course of action that I think we should take.
0: Yeah, and um, and I think a lot of contractors these days are very open to come out to offices. I remember a really good one to um, get out is your um, pest control people. And I remember we had them out and we learned the difference of cockroaches. So what a small brown cockroach is versus a large black cockroach, and different ways of how they treat it and what would be the result if it's from tenants, you know, belongings and um, even like bed bugs and things like that. It's yeah. um, it's really good to, um, to hear their side of it. So when someone calls up and says they've got cockroach problem, you can say how many, what type of colour, what size and then make the recommendation to the owner based on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there is, you're right, you know, we don't utilise our tradespeople enough and even sending them photos of stuff or just having a quick conversation can give you a whole different perspective on what's going on and especially your regular contractors, you know, we're putting enough work through them and they're more than happy to help, more than happy just to have a conversation and get the information rather than you sending them out because they don't like those jobs which are just the reporting jobs and that because it's their travel time and everything, so if we can work a bit smarter there, but we do have to have the courage to say when we don't know and when we said something
0: wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So stressful situation, what are a few tips that we can do to help us um, if something really curly comes up? And um, What would you encourage your staff to do?
1: If you're really, really concerned about making a phone call or you're stressing about an email, then that's where mindfulness comes in. And mindfulness can be from a minute for 20 minutes, you know, a walk outside you really need to have your right, your mindset right, and that's where you need to take the advantage of those stopping. And if you've got the team, if if you really, if it's really causing you that much grief, then ask somebody else if they can make the call for you. Get somebody to read over your emails. Um, you know, it's always never put anything in the sent in the to box until you've written it. Get it out of your head. You know, especially some of those really challenging ones. Just dump it all down. Take a break come back, read it again, you'll rewrite it in a better frame of mind. But those mindfulness moments are really really important in those stressful times
0: yeah we um we had a we've had lots of curly ones Well, they're not even curly ones they're just stressful situations but um a, a death in a property I don't know if I've told you my story about the death in a property I can not oh, remember gosh yeah. the poor the poor man um, he had passed away um, and it was three weeks before the police found oh, him yes. just a natural death yeah um, and the property manager uh, she wrote down a time frame of what the next steps were so she put it in writing like you said get it out of your head um, of what she needed to so she couldn't do anything till she had a death certificate and then when she had that she went to the next step and then she ran that past the senior and myself and said okay this is my plan I'm going to wait for the death certificate then I'm going to do this and then this and then this and um, there was nothing more that she could possibly do till she had that so she then put the list aside got on with the day and then went back to it when she had the next step of the process. So I think writing it down is really important. Absolutely.
1: And you just reminded me, actually, if you are going to have a difficult phone conversation, write down the key points and physically write them down. Don't don't type them on a Word document. That connection of handwriting to your brain is really, really important because it actually instils memory. So write down your key points. So then you've got something to ground you on. When the conversation goes a bit sideways or does get a bit emotional, you've got that piece of paper to come back to you and say, right, now this is what I've got to focus on. And that can be critical in those really difficult emotional conversations.
0: So in those conversations, you, of course, I would suggest we both agree that a phone call is the best option Mm. um when would it be appropriate to do an email like would you encourage your staff to do an email follow-up or just put notes in the system to say that you've spoken to the landlord what would be a process you follow i
1: think it depends on the actual situation and how i guess intense it is uh and the nature of the client you know knowing knowing them but i think always a phone call and that's where i think sometimes with the bonds we cause to go up to that conflict side because we're not actually picking up the phone and talking to people first and saying I'm about to send you the report and this is what's on it I need you to read through it and even owners and tenants because sometimes the owners get the report and say whoa that's a tenant destroyed my house you know so it's having those phone calls first and just preempting what they're about to receive because then they'll be in the, they'll be expecting it and they'll, they'll receive it in in the way it's intended and that's important as you know do you need to send a confirmation email after every com- every difficult conversation you have? No, but you've got to judge that and you've got to be in line with your office policies as well. Yeah. If you've got somebody that tends to go offline and forgets, yeah. um, then perhaps it is just, just saying, look, I'm just confirming what we've just um, discussed. Yeah. This is what I'm doing next. Yeah. You know, and I, I think it depends on like those fire ones and the big insurance claims, then you know, I've tasked with going so so long with just that timeline. And so even doing simple things like that if a task of a task of a timeline can just keep you in check. Yeah. And when you are being challenged, you've got those important comments. So not the whole history, but those important comments of saying, no, no, actually, I actually did that. You know, they're, they're those things to give you that confidence to have those assertive conversations.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, tips to distress after a hard day oh it's not just about the bottle of wine okay but it does help no quite seriously you know our, our mental health and physical health are all connected um getting out and exercising and whatever exercise it is we do our bodies have to move we're sitting still um too much at the computers and, that, and that's not good for us getting out into that fresh air and doing something is a massive way of de-stressing it's just a walk doesn't have to be whatever you whatever suits you but you have to do some sort of exercise, and you know, picking something that you enjoy. You know, you need that downtime. And and look, for me, for a person, I I work at all different times. You know, that's just my life. I do a lot of variety of things, but some, but it's still different work. And it's picking those things that you really enjoy. And sitting in binge watching Netflix isn't necessarily that. That doesn't necessarily give that joy. Um, Reading a book, doing gardening, just taking time out for yourself is really, really important and, and it can be difficult. I, I feel for people like yourself, Ash, with kids and everything, don't know how you do it, um, but it's also important for you to take time out for yourself and, I, and, and we have to start doing that. There used to be the old third space and I think that's still quite
0: relevant, that you need that third, third space for you to go and do something for you. Well, I will tell you how I do it, Michelle. Um, and I've told you this before. I have a certain amount of um, certain amount of fucks per day, basically, that I will allow um, in my life. So, you know, I've, I've, I think I've counted it. It's about 20. So it means that I can be challenged by kids or colleagues about 20 times before I start really losing it. And I do this... It's never intentional. This is just something that I've just always done is that when I start getting too close, when I'm about number 15 and I can feel myself working up, I've dealt with a lot today. And, you know, sometimes it's before I even get to school. Sometimes it's, you know, at lunchtime. But if I feel myself getting too close to the end um, of my tether, I make sure everybody knows about it. Not not aggressively, but I will say, guys, I need some time out because right now I'm at the end of my tether. I've only got patience for a little bit, you know, a little bit more and I need to be left alone. Um, so, like, last night I went into my bedroom, I did some work and I did put Netflix on because that's how I do stress <laughs> with real brain-numbing um, series. But I didn't, every time a kid came into the bedroom, I was like out, like I need to just sit and relax with no children because I knew that that's what was testing me yesterday, for example. Mm -hmm. So um, I think recognising where you are on your battery is very important and um, letting people know, like, so I would let my partner know if I'm finding myself getting a little bit cranky and he will know that's his coach to step up a little bit as well. So it might be that he will actually say, come on kids, we're going out, you know, let's go get an ice cream. Or something, and you know, and, and leave me alone for a bit. But it's because I verbalised it, then I've got the support of someone who can then help me build up my patience levels.
1: Yeah, and it's even at, at work. We have the open authority for anybody in the office. If you need time out, go, go for a walk, go take it, because you you are much better off after just taking that break. If you just if you're out of sorts and you just need that reset, go for a walk. Ideally, when it's not hailing, but anyway go for a walk, go for a break, just take that time and and we have that open authority
0: within the office and I think that's really important as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, something um, else that I learnt recently was the stress relief law of opposites. So there's actually an article on this and it talks about um, when you are dealing in a stressful situation um, the, the law of opposites. So if you were dealing with people all day then the law of opposites would be to have that quiet alone time So if your day's been like that, that is something that you should be doing. Um, Sitting at a computer all day, the best thing to do for that is to socialise. And if you do a lot of complex thinking and or have a lot of conflict during the day, then the best thing for that is hanging out with kids or pets. So psychologically, that's actually like um, a a good benefit and a way that you can balance out those days.
1: Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I'm all for the numbing TV channels like Border Security (laughs) and
0: that. (laughs) Security? No, I'm talking. I'm talking really brain-numbing. <laughs> so I won't even tell you what they are because you'll be um. <laughs> you'll be shocked. No, but we really do, and and I
1: don't think we we give ourselves that permission enough in this crazy life that seems to just go. Who can believe that 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 that. That word is coming around again, that Christmas word, you know. Um, So I think it's time to say, you know what, and and you are responsible to recognise those triggers within yourself But and it's beneficial to you, the person you're about to speak to, your family, your friends and your colleagues to
0: just be honest and take that time. Yeah absolutely and for anyone that hasn't read the book why are we yelling the art of productive disagreement i suggest that you go grab a copy of it and um if you need a um if you want to have a look at the cover of it just message me and i'll send that through as well because i think the more people we can get to read that the better we're going to understand um conflict resolution and how to deal with that in our day-to-day work can I do a plug for the course I wrote? Absolutely. I wrote a course after that book. So if you're interested in hearing about the course, then message me. <laughs> Beautiful. That will actually be a really good one. Have you done that, launched it yet? Have yeah, you... yeah. And the feedback's been good? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been a really great course and really enjoyed doing it as well. <gasps> Fantastic. Well, thanks for coming on, Michelle. We'll talk to you soon. Plumbing and Gas covers all Perth areas from Mandurah to Two Rocks and has a team of plumbing, drainage and hot water experts. They have an amazing reputation for their excellent service and quality workmanship on time, every time and it is easy to see why they are a favourite to many Perth property managers. Whether you just need some friendly advice or an obligation-free quote, look no further than On Tap Plumbing and Gas.